0: Erev Tov, good evening. We are continuing in the introduction of the Rambam to the Mishneh Torah. We are still on page Lamed Chet. Some of you have asked me why we're studying Tanakh. The answer is very simple. We are now in the Rambam's introduction to the Mishneh Torah, which is all about the oral transmission of the law from Moshe Rabbeinu throughout the generations until us. And part of that is clearly showing the oral transmission through the generations of the prophets. And that's what we're up to right now, and that's why we're studying each one of these personalities. On page 2, we did last week, <laughs> Nachum, the prophet, received his tradition from Yoel and his Betadin. And the next in the line of lineages, Chavakuk, and Chavakuk, the prophet, receives his transmission from Nahum in his betadim. So today, that brings us to discuss Chavakuk HaNavi. Who was he? What was he? Where was he? How much do we actually know about Chavakuk HaNavi? Now, in the Tanakh that you have in front of you, most likely Chavakuk is not at the end of the Tadasa but there's a different order between the real Jewish Tanakh and what it seems to be by the Christian's order of the Tanakh. Unless Chavakuk is one of those Nevi'im which very little is known about his life. Ibn Ezra, and I don't have the quote in front of me right now, Ibn Ezra writes that Chavakuk is one of those Nevi'im who, we don't know who he is really, we don't know who his parents are, we don't know who his family, his tribe, we don't know much about Chavakuk and Abi. But we did mention that in the Seder Olam we're taught that Nachum, Menashe that these prophets prophesied in the time of Menashe the evil king of Israel we play, she ayam Menashe kasher and because Menashe was not a kasher lo nikra'u al These prophets were not associated with the king Menasheh either because we didn't want to mention him, or out of respect to them. If you have a Tanakh in front of you, whether that's on Sepharia, or you have a Tanakh, an actual Tanakh in front of you, In article, Chavakuk is on page 1390. And the pasuk, the navi, is is made up of three chapters, again, in the Christian Tanakh. Three chapters, and it seems, if I'm not mistaken, 56 pasukim altogether. I think that's the number. It's a very short book. Hamasa asher chaza Chavakuk navi The prophecy that the prophet Chavakuk saw. And again, this word masa, it's not necessarily what I'm saying. It's not necessarily true. But more often than not, when we find the word Masah, by a prophet, it's a heavy, it's a burden, it's something difficult, he's going to share something most likely about the nations of the world. Chavakuk Anavi is a, a prophet that discusses much of the hardship, and he's actually complaining to HaKadosh B'chuh, which will get into that in just a minute. But Yoel, Nachum, Chavakuk, these were the prophets that prophesied in the time of Menashe, even though from the actual Pesukim, we don't see much. The meaning of the name Chavakuk—it's interesting. Today they have a cute uh, nickname. Chavakuk is actually an acronym for people who identify as Chabakuk, Chabad, Breslev, and Kuk. It's like a you know modern Israeli mix of individuals. But this is not actually the meaning of the name Chavakuk. Some historians, what? I don't know of anyone named Chavakuk, but I wouldn't put it past people who named their kids. Who knows? Chavakuk doesn't seem to have an overt meaning in Hebrew. There are some historians who suggest that Chavakuk is actually the Akkadian name for a certain type of plant, which was in this region in this time period. It's called the Chavakuku, if i pronounce it correctly. And that this name is kind of like calling your kid Jasmine, or, or something, uh, Sage, or something along that line. Um, Sounds like? Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's the name. That's The name of Chavakuk Navi has a different meaning according to the Zohar. Now, though I don't usually share priests of the Zohar outright as terms of history, but it's one of the few sources that we have that discuss at least theories as to why Chavakuk is, who Chavakuk is, who exactly was he, who was his family. So if the B'nai Ezra tells us we don't know any of these things, and the Zohar is telling you that it does, so either you can say that... Uh, the Ibn Ezra didn't know the Zohar, or in the Ibn Ezra's time, there still wasn't yet a book called the Zohar, however you want to run with that. But the Zohar writes the following, and it's sorry, translated from Hebrew, why is he called Chavakuk? Because this Chavakuk is none other than the son of the Shunamite woman, Shunamite, we say, I don't know English, I think it's Shunamite. is that how you say it? It's the Shunamit, who had a son. Who was the prophet? you remember this prophet? Elisha. Elisha, very good. Elisha was the prophet then, the Shunamite, Shunamit, where she didn't have a child. And why was his name Chavakuk? From the root of Chet Bet Kuf, of chibek, to hug. Why? Because what does he tell her? This time next year, at Choveket Ben, you will be hugging a child. And why Chavakuk, like more than one hug? Because if you remember, Elisha came and resurrected him, gave him life. He put his face on his face. This was a second embrace that he got, and says the Zohar, that's why his name is Chavakuk. Over the embraces that he received, both from his mother and from Elisha the prophet. The Zohar also has some fascinating tale about a 72-letter name that was engraved on Shlomo HaMelech and when he died it went back floating into existence and when Elisha came to revive this baby, Chavakuk, according to the Zohar, he used these 72 letters to give back life to Chavakuk. And many of the Pesukim that we recite in the High Holidays, if you recall, or just throughout the year, there are many phrases. For such a short book of Navi, there are many modern phrases that we use that come from the book of Chavakuk, and I'll share with you some of them. But the first that you might remember, in the beginning of Chazarat HaShatz, right before we repeat the Amidan, at least in our community, we sing the piyut Adonai Shamati Shimacha Yareti Adonai Hashem, I heard. I heard your, your awesomeness, I heard, and I was afraid. The Zohar says that this pasuk was recited by Chavakuk, it's in chapter 3, verse 2 of Chavakuk, that it was recited by Chavakuk when he came back to life. This is the first thing that came out of his mouth. Hashem, I heard of your awesomeness, I'm, I'm in, in awe of that. There's another, if you, and see, that's the beauty of knowing Tanakh, is then when you see this piyut, and we don't really know who wrote the piyut, HaShem Shamati Shemachai Some say that it was written as recently as Rabbi Chizkiyam Medini. But that piyut, that piyut includes a few references to other parts of Chavakuk, like Adonai, parukha abakeruv shanim chayehu. Adonai, we end up on the sound like that. That is a, a request for long life, and the Zohar says that at that moment, Chizkiyah was praying to Hakadosh Baruch Hashem, please make an action so that I may live a long life and not go to the heavenly world sooner than I need to. The Midrash on Tehilim says, There were four who arrange tefillah, they, you know, they properly, what is arranged tefillah? Everyone knows how to pray. But how many people know how to pray correctly? To arrange their tefillah properly? I once had here in my home, a Jewish man, who's the son of the Queen of Zambia. And he's a good man, a dear friend of mine. And he told me a fascinating protocol. He's the son of the queen. There's many tribes in Zambia, but his tribe is the biggest of the tribes, so she might as well be the queen, but there are many other queens, just to set the record straight. When he comes to her, he sits on the floor. He doesn't go onto a chair until she tells him. He doesn't ask certain things unless she tells him. There's a way to arrange tefillah. You have to know how this works. How, how, what is the protocol in front of a Baruch Hu? There were four that properly arranged tefillah. And they almost said harsh things. Not almost. I mean, they said almost audacious things to akadosh They complained at him. Yirmiya, Chavakuk, David, and Moshe. These four were those who spoke harshly towards akadosh Kaddosh There's a book, Tanah we mention a teaching from Tanat of Eliyahu, we say that in the morning. This book, Tanat of is purported to have been written around the times of Rav Anan in the Talmud. It mentions that he studied Eliyahu Hanavi, and he recorded certain teachings that Eliyahu Hanavi taught him into a book. There are many people who study this book on Motsai Shabbat. In Tanedev says, This is the question that Chavakuk asked Akadosh he said, shola, Master of the Universe." Someone who studied Torah a lot, and someone who studied a little bit. Will their face shine in the same way in the next world? Are they going to be equal to each other? V'emar lo lav, Hashem said no. V'emar lo lav. El kol echad ve'chad defi Everybody will be given, whatever he's referring to, will be treated in accordance to their actions. V'al shamad chavakuk ve'dibar d'varim yitirim, when Akadosh Bahu saw that Khavakuk was asking extra things, he showed him all of the just all of the secrets of justice that he had showed Moshe צדק. He showed him all the different measurements of tzedek, the righteousness, to show him the things that I do are for a reason. And this seems to be an inspiration to many other midrashim surrounding Chavakuk's relationship with the Gospachot. If you look in the third chapter of Chavakuk, the first verse of the third chapter of Chavakuk, there's actually a pasuk that we read because we live outside of Israel. So on the second day of Shavuot, we don't have a haftarah. In Israel, they don't have two days of Shavuot. We do. So we have to have an extra haftarah. The haftarah that we read is the third chapter of Chavakuk. al This is a prayer of Chavakuk, the prophet, for saying something wrong, shigyonot, something mistaken he did. And by this whole third chapter reads like a chapter of Tehillim. If you read through it and you're familiar with Tehillim, this chapter is almost Tehillim. In fact, it even incorporates what? Shigunot like you know, are der- erroneous, mistaken words. It says here in art scroll, know, erroneous utterances. That's what it says. this whole chapter, I said, reads like tehillim. If you look, it even has words like selah, things that you find that are hallmarks of tehillim. But if you look with me in chapter 1. The whole chapter 1 here, Pasuk Dalit, Pasuk Yud Chavakuk Avi's complaining at the Kadosh Baruch Hu. Something is bothering him with the way the Kaddosh Baruch Hu runs the world. And this inspires a number of Midrashim to explain what is this erroneous thing that Chavakuk said, and why did he even write chapter 3 of Chavakuk in the first place. And so let's read some of those Midrashim together. It says in the Midrash on Tehilim, mishael when Chananiah Hanavi saw Mishael and Azariah thrown into the fiery furnace and then coming out alive, and he saw that in later generations, Zabi and his friends were burned with the Several Torah alive and they weren't saved. Immediately he complained to Akadosh Bochu. He said to him, Master of the universe. Elu had velu These are righteous men, and these are righteous men. Elu nitzolim, velu lo You're gonna save these, but you won't save those. And that's when he says the verse in chapter uh, one, pasuk Dalit. He says, that is why the Torah is wicked and the justice never emerges. Since the wicked surround the righteous, therefore justice emerges distorted. He complains to Hagarosh B'chu at his distorted sense of justice. How do you allow Mishael and Chananiah to be burned and then come out alive? But Chananiah and his friends, you don't? You don't save him? Where's the justice, Hagarosh B'chu? At that moment, Hagarosh B'chu reveals himself to Chavakuk Hanavi and tells him, after that, about me, you're complaining. No, I didn't. Because what says the Torah? El Muna ve'An Avel Tzadik V'yashamu. That Hakadosh Baruch Hu is a just God. There's nothing unjust about Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Beitasha he tchil v'amal bishgagam alti. At that moment, Chavakuk uh, tells Hakadosh Baruch Hu, "I made a mistake. I made a mistake. It wasn't correct what I said." Shnei mar tefinal Chavakuk ha'navi al she'dyonotar. This is the prayer of Chavakuk after mentioning something erroneous. I mean, he called out to HaKadosh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. says, don't you believe me that I know what I'm doing? And at that moment, at that moment, Chavakuk regrets what he said and writes the third chapter of his navi. The Midrash of Tirim also mentions another story. Hmm. I don't know what you're reading. Fifth line of chapter. What about it? As a bad thing. At this point, Chavakuk begins to say some terrible things that are going to happen. And then at the end, the the beautiful part is at the end, obviously. Psukim, somewhere around Yud Zayin, Yud maybe even earlier. Chavakuk HaNavi demands to know why the exile is so long. Why are the Jews still in Galut? And again, Akedat gives them a similar answer to before, and that's why the midrash says Chavakuk writes Chavakuk at An interesting answer that might be relevant to some people who worry about the same question. Over there, the midrash asks a similar question: Maasah Chavakuk What did Chavakuk do? Tzartzura, he drew a shape. Some say it's a circle. I don't know where they got, maybe that's the meaning of Tzartzura. He stood in the middle of that shape. And he said, Ribonosho La, master of the universe, the I will not leave this shape until you tell me. Why are you showing kindness to evil people in this world? Why do you tolerate evil? How do you allow evil people to exist? He says to him, I give patience to people in this world. I tolerate people in this world. I want to give people the opportunity to do Teshuvah before I take them out of this world. That's why I give them a chance. What you see as an injustice, I am doing justice, says the Kaddosh I allow people the opportunity to change their lives for the better. I believe it's a Zohar also. The Zohar discusses Terach. Terach was the father of Abraham. The Zohar says something. I don't remember if it's a Zohar. I remember reading it in uh, Orot Elim. Orot Elim is a book written by the Peli Anyone know what this book is? Anyone know the books of the Peli Which books he wrote? Some of them? What else did he write aside from Peli I had here tonight, he, would know. he wrote a book, Yalzu Chasidim. It's an abridged version of the Sever Chasidim. Peretz writes about that book, Yafekoach HaBen Mikoach Av. The abridged version is better than the original. The son is better than the father. He wrote a book, Be'Tefilah, a beautiful collection of Tefillot. Like the Benish Chai has of Lashon Chachamim, and all kinds of Tefillot, three volumes. So Be'Tefilah is one volume. I remember that book very well because someone sold it to me for a lot of money. And then when I got my copy of it, I opened it up inside and it said, given as a free gift to whoever was, <laughs> whoever sold it to me. <laughs> he also wrote a book called Chesed La'alafim. Chesed La'alafim is a kitzur shu almost. Uh, very, very deep, beautiful things. The Ben Chai quotes this book extensively. It, a lot of halakha, and obviously a lot of Kabbalah, There are also of the, the style of the Pilaret But it's a book of halakha that many people study. You also have a book of his called Awat Elim. Among others, Awat Elim is a book that has little snippets. He, he went through the, uh, the Midrashim, went through the Talmudim, went through different books of Musa, went through the Zohar, went through writings of the Chidah, went through, and collected little snippets of information you should know and then after every snippet if it's relevant he writes a commentary there I believe it's in the section from the Zohar he has a different and different Gaze I read it many years ago he writes there that imagine if we would pray for Rishayim to die imagine if we would have prayed for Terach to die we wouldn't have Abraham and we wouldn't have Yitzchak and we wouldn't have Yaakov we wouldn't have the 12 tribes of, of Am Israel. We wouldn't have, in the quotes, we wouldn't have David HaMenech. We wouldn't have Mashiach Tidkenu. The whole world would have been damned because someone prayed for Rasha to die. So whereas you think you're doing justice by asking Rashaim to die, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's justice is much greater than that. He can see how out of a Terach can come an Avraham. He can see how from Ammon and Moab can come Arut, which comes with David, which comes the one who's going to redeem you. It always uh, blows my mind for those people who, we don't accept Gerim in our community. We don't accept converts in our community. I just got a book recently uh, praising this, this Takana that some Jewish, one specific Jewish community has, banning Gerim from their community. Praising it, praising it. You don't even know the, the glowing words of, this saved us. These are unbelievable things that they write there. What? Well, if you go to these bate Knesset, in the entrance, there's huge uh, signs of the proclamation. It's very, (laughs) Right, Right. now listen, I would like to say, I would like to say that their Chachamim have the right to run their community however they want. They're not asking me for advice, I'm not giving them advice, Uh, but just like I'm not asking for them to tell me what I should do here, nonetheless, I think that... To anyone who has a reasonable understanding of Torah mitzvah, this is not the approach, not the Torah approach, at least not from our religion. But imagine this. What are they going to do when Mashiach comes? And Mashiach is the descendant of a convert to Judaism. Not any convert, Amon and Moab. What are they going to do then? They're not going to come with us? We'll leave them behind, it's okay. What are they going to do? David HaMelech, they read, to he lived. If David HaMelech was here, they wouldn't let him in their Beda Knesset. He couldn't count for a Minyan or get an Aliyah. Shemaya aftalion Shemayan aftalion If they, they're they're part of the, the chain of, of, of oral transmission, if you cut them out, then you're missing a generation in the chain. It's absurd. But if you would pray for a Rishayim to die, then you're denying all of the Tzadikim that could come out of them. bnei banav shel Haman. From the descendants of Haman, Lamdu Torah A they study Torah b'bnei That's the equivalent of the descendants of Adolf Hitler, Yomach Shemov Zichro, study Torah in Yerushalayim. That would be a great revenge on him. How Much more so for Haman. But that's how the world works. That out of Rishayim comes Tzadikim. I once heard a Buddhist teaching. If it's really from a Buddhist teaching or not, I apologize in advance. I saw it quoted from there. That any fool can count the seeds inside of an apple. But only HaKadosh Baruch Hu can tell you how many apples are going to come out of each seed. Only HaKadosh Baruch Hu can tell you which Rishayim are going to give birth to tzaddikim in their future, maybe after three generations. So when we look at HaKadosh Hu, we complain about injustice, yeah, you're right, we could have killed the ancestor, but then Am Yisrael would never have a Mashiach. And if Am Yisrael would have never had a Mashiach, then what kind of justice is there in the world? All the evil is worth in the world for Am Yisrael to be redeemed afterwards. It's a hard calculation? Right, that's why we don't make those calculations. But HaKadosh does. Says He says, don't you trust me a little bit? I know what I'm doing. That's why Chavakuk apologizes with his Mem page 49, they write that Chavakuk, and it's interesting how they reach this conclusion. From the Pasuk, meaning, obviously it's a Torah that, but from the, the Pasuk. If it wasn't for the prayers of Chavakuk, Hay Hamim would be so poor that they would be sharing their talit, they'd be sharing their clothing to be able to study Torah, until Javahu came and prayed, that instead of Bikov, Schnnaim, ElBekerev, Shanim, it's a play on words that Tameneh Hamim should have a little bit of breathing room to be able to survive. The Talmud says one last teaching we have of Chavakuk. We mentioned this Talmud, if you remember, by Micha, who, it says that um, Moshe Rabbeinu made the Torah, the 613 commandments, and came Micha and stood them up on three. So the same thing it says about Chavakuk. Moshe Rabbeinu had 613 commandments, and Chavakuk Hanavi had one. He reminded the Jewish people of one. Which one? If you look in Perik Bet, chapter 2, Pasuk Dalid. Verse 4. You'll hear this a lot. This is a very common phrase in in modern Hebrew and Israeli culture. And they use it in classic, you know, it's classic for for Israel. They use it exactly the opposite of how it was written in the Navi. So it meant one thing in the Torah, but it means exactly the opposite in Israeli culture. So here, let's read it together. You see that in Dalit? A righteous man will live through his faith. Meaning his faith in Kadosh Baruch His righteousness the HaKadosh is what will give him life. Other people will die, but that's what will give him life. In Israel, one, in Israel when they quote this, they sometimes don't even know Tzadik be'munato They just say, Ish be'munato um, A person according to their... What do they mean it as? They say, Ish be'munato Every person according to their own faith. You have to leave alone. Meaning... Uh, there's a word for this in, in English culture. They, they say, uh, let the man live. You know, uh, there's, a, there's a phrase I'm thinking of. Live and let live. Live and let live. Thank you very much. Meaning, you do your thing, I'll do my thing. Every one of us will live in our own emuna. But that's exactly the opposite of what the Pasuk means. The Pasuk means either you believe in HaKadosh Baruch Hu or you'll be dead. That's what the Pasuk means. So how did they get to that? That's exactly how they got to that. There's many examples of how this works in Israel where something was meant one way, they mean it a different way. Something is pronounced one way, they pronounce it the opposite way. And this is a very common occurrence that exists in the world. Some other phrases from Chavakuk, they were familiar, aside from the Piutim, Hashem, shamati, shimachai, yareti. If you look in Perik Aleph, the first verse: Hamasas ha'chazak chavakuk anavi. This is the prophecy that that chavakuk, the prophet, saw. In pasuk hey, Ra'uv Gui Ra'uv agoim v'habitu vidhamhu t'mahu ki Kifual poel Bimechem Lotaminu taminu ki supar. This last part of pasuk six. Lo taminu It's a, a common I it all the time. Lo You wouldn't believe me if I told you how the story actually happened. It's it's unbelievable, especially for, look at how evil the world is. Lo yuman This comes uh, here from this navi. If you look in the response that Hakadosh Baruch answers to Chavakuk and Peribet, Chavakuk is pretty confident. He so I'm going to stand in my place and I'm going to wait here if Hashem to answer me. If we would draw a circle and say, oh, either answer me or I'm never leaving the circle. We would die in the circle. But Chavakuk is banking on the fact that he's Chavakuk. And he knows Hashem will answer him. And Hashem answered me and he said, my answer to all your questions about how I work is that justice will come. There still is time. The old moed. we use this often. We use this often in our writing, uh, the writings of Tamil Hamime. We reach a question, we say, listen, this requires further analysis, but we don't have time right now. The we'll, old we'll get there. One day we'll have the time to look up this question. I told Pasuk Dalet as Tzadik ben I think I had one more example that I saw. Here. In Pasuk Yud-Bet. Yud-Alef. Ki-Even mikir Tizak, ve khafis me-etz ya-neneh. Ya-neneh. Ya'anina. Yeah, it says here, for a stone will cry out from the wall and a sliver will answer it from the beams. We use this in Hebrew a lot as an expression, the stones are crying for justice. If I can, it's almost like if I, could be, if I could be a fly on that wall to see what would happen. The stones have a story to tell and they're crying out for justice. For such a short book, Chavakuk left an imprint on Amnishlein. This whole topic of why good things happen Bad things happen to good people. Why good things happen to bad people. It's one of those great questions that every person of faith struggles with. I don't have an answer for you. I didn't come to give you today an answer. We've seen a number of great losses of great people this last year. You think of all the people in the world who could have passed, why these great people? I don't have answers to those questions. But when Chavakuk asked the Kadosh Baruch he promised him a few things. Ve'od Chazan Wait long enough, and you'll see. You'll see what I see. And last but not least, when we can't wait long enough, when we can't, so we rely on HaKadosh el Elamuna ve'enavet, Tzadik that HaKadosh is righteous. Let's just bless ourselves together with the last few psukim of the Prophet Chavakuk, the end of Perik Gimel, so in my book, on page 1394, but it's... Uh, Pasuk Yudchet, 18. We read this Haftarah, second day of Shavuot. And I, with the Katosh Bochu, will rejoice. With my God of salvation, I will be happy. Again, another reference to Tehidim over there. Hashem Elohim, the Lord is my strength. He makes my legs as swift as hearts and he leads me upon my high places. To the conductor for accompaniment with my songs. This is the way Chavakuk ends. There seems to be peace at the end of Chavakuk. No matter the storm that he prophesied, he was able to reach a place of emunah, of understanding that a Kaddosh Bahu will come and save Yisrael. I think that so often we read the first half of Chavakuk. We know all the struggles of the world we don't give it to ourselves or to HaKadosh Baruch Hu to have faith. I don't mean faith like the way they say faith. To have faith, that things will get better. Od The world is long. Elef Shanim benecha Ki-yom Etmol ki David HaMelech says, a thousand years for you is like yesterday. When we look around and we say, what could possibly be? Well, we, we don't have the view that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has. And our Nevi'im knew that they could complain. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, V'ani badunai HaKadosh Baruch Hu is what makes me happy. To return back to that place of trust in HaKadosh Baruch of knowledge that HaKadosh Baruch always does what is good, even if we, right now, are not fully able to comprehend it. Shame. we shall only be blessed with good news, God willing.